And uh, any naffers in the Twitch chat? Sit the fuck down! It's, oh my goodness, how does he do this? How does he go do it again? You can't do that simple. That's not allowed. This is not FPL. This is a major. Oh, he gets them all. Four, four nitro. It's Team Liquid, and that's what it means to them. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Choking Hazard, the only podcast that talks all things Counter-Strike and all things Team Liquid. We've got a very exciting week coming up here as Team Liquid fans, as the tournament circuit is taking us to IEM Dallas. This is a big deal. This is an NA tournament with three NA teams coming to its land. We got EG, we got Complexity, and of course our boys in blue, we got Team Liquid. Now obviously EG, Complexity, not really the most hope in those teams going far, but Liquid I really think has the potential and really should be pushing to make a strong run here. Now there's a reason why this tournament is such a big deal and the minds of me and probably many more uh, North American Counter-Strike fans and that is due to the fact that it has been three and a half years since we've seen a North American team take the playoff stage in a North American tournament. The last time that happened was in December of 2019 in ECS Season 8 Finals, where, it, where I mean, Liquid and EG both made it, but they both lost to Astralis in the semis and then the finals. Uh, and there's no other chances, really, in the foreseeable future. Looking at the calendar of... S-tier events or even high A-tier events, we don't see anything that could put us onto American soil except for potentially IEM fall, but likely that won't even be the case. So this is a big deal for a lot of fans here in North America to really maybe prove ourselves in front of our home crowd and gain a little momentum for a scene that's not in a great spot right now. Uh, but besides that, a big deal for Liquid this could be the last tournament they see in CSGO. And that's because we have no idea when CS2 is going to take over the pro scene. Summer break is, is usually July to August, year to year. But this year, it's a little different. And that's making me speculate that maybe after the summer break, we're not going to see CSGO anymore. We're going to head straight to two. And Liquid doesn't play any more tournaments Besides this one before the summer break. So this is a big deal for Liquid in a lot of ways. And I think that just sets the stage for what needs to be a very big tournament for them. Even though IEM Dallas isn't exactly the most prestigious event. It doesn't have the biggest names. Only five of the top ten on HLTV are going to be playing. We got FaZe, Heroic, Liquid themselves, uh, G2, and Cloud9. Those are the, those are only, That's half of the top ten. This is not a big event. This is a minor event. And I think we really need to see a strong showing for Liquid to really feel good about ourselves heading into the new version of the game and heading into Summer Break. Otherwise, things will be really rocky as we don't have any other chances to prove ourselves after Dallas. I do think that a lot of what's going to determine how Liquid's tournament goes is the question of which Liquid do we get. Are we going to get... The Challenger Stage Liquid from the Paris Major, where we have an insanely slow start. Or are we going to get the Legends Stage form, where we stop Na'Vi? It, it really depends on that key factor. I mean, if we see what we saw against <laughs> Fluxo, 
I, this is going to be a nightmare of a tournament. Or if we see what we saw in the playoffs against Apex, this is going to be very embarrassing. I want to turn off the TV. I want to get off my computer. I don't want to watch anymore. But I I don't want that. We can't see that form. Otherwise, we're going to really struggle here with the groupings that we've gotten. Now, this whole factor of what liquid do we get, as always with how liquid runs, it really depends on the consistency of the team. We can't have these matches where NAF steps up and Elige is out in Timbuktu. We can't have these matches where Yakindar steps up and he's the only one putting up numbers. We need to really stop relying on the carry from one person. And I think a big fault of this is the inconsistency we've seen out of Elige lately. He, he is supposed to be one of our... He's supposed to be the star of the team. That, that's in Elijah's name. He is the North American player that everyone's supposed to look to as the best. Now, we need more. We need more for him. And another big question mark surrounding this team right now that is going to determine a lot of how we look. Because in Paris, we struggled. We struggled on our T-sides. We couldn't put together a T-side for the life of us. I don't know what the hell happened with the exact playbook that we were running before, but what changed? Paris, we, we, we'd start a T-round. Everyone would take an initial default spot, and we wouldn't move for 50 seconds, 60 seconds. We would be taking sites with 15 seconds left on the clock. It, you can't win games like that. And I think a big part of why that did happen in Paris, to be fair, to play devil's advocate, to be the fan of the team that I should be, Yakindar was calling a lot of the time. And that's not a role he's used to. Now, there's extraneous reasons that made Yakindar be the caller for that tournament. So I am wondering, and I'm curious, is Nitro back on the, on the mic? Is he going to be the IGL? Is he going to be the one calling the shots? Because, I mean, he needs to be. I don't think... Yakindar is quite in a spot yet. Not not to hold anything against Yakindar's potential as a caller, but to hold it in a spot right now where he doesn't have a lot of routine, a lot of uh, a lot of time under his belt with the team calling. Whereas Nitro does. Nitro has that experience, and he has the playbook. He has the plays. With him calling the shots, I think I think we would stand a much better shot because that, I think, is what hurt us quite a bit in Paris. We looked lost on our T side. I think a big majority of our rounds came from the defensive side. And while th that's you do need to get your CT rounds, you also need to get your T rounds if you want to have a shot at winning a tournament. But the big question is, what liquid do we get? And that really, I, I think that's what determines where this tournament goes for us. Our opening match. <laughs> we get we get Astralis. <laughs> we get Astralis. And I swear to God, I cannot stand Astralis. I have not wanted Liquid to beat Astralis more than this tournament, I think. This is a big opening match. This sets the stage for so much. And, of course, as always, Liquid manages to draw Astralis Right when they're looking hot. Astralis is on a roll right now. They did, Astralis didn't make the Paris Major. They didn't. But what they've been doing in the meantime is they've been grinding Tier 2 online Counter-Strike tournaments. They just won the CCT online tournament that ended just a couple of days ago. 
they are looking really hot with their current lineup. And that that's a problem. CS and all other high-level sports are games not of only skill and tactics, but they're games of mental fortitude. And if you have the momentum, it's hard to look past that as a factor in who wins matches. And unfortunately for Liquid, Anubis is Astralis' insta-ban. Anubis is the map, the one map, I am so confident watching Liquid play. I They have a 100% win rate on that map in the last three months, if I'm not correct. I could be entirely incorrect on that. But as far as I'm aware, 100%. That's Astralis' insta-ban. The series likely will end up on Nuker Overpass. Uh, both teams will... Uh, it's, it, I should mention, this is a best-of-one match. Both teams are, are average on Nuke. Neither one looking better than the other. And both teams look really good on Overpass, which is the other option. So, as far as map pool goes, this is a very even match. I, I don't see either team catching a match advantage based on map choice alone. And I think a big part of the game, the biggest part of the game, will land on Astralis' new player yet, Altex. Altex is a big question mark. There, he does not have... I don't think Astralis has yet to play a single map in Tier 1 CS, actually, with Altex. Altex is new. The question is, is, is the pressure going to make him crumple, or will he play lights-out, scary Counter-Strike? I think a big, big... In fact, the biggest portion of our success here is going to land on whether Altex is a prodigy like Bit or Zaiwu, or if he's going to end up flubbing the match, struggling a little bit, uh, maybe like an NPL. Um, that's the big question mark. And I think a lot of what happens in this match, because other than that, it almost feels like a coin flip to me. I have no idea what to think of Astralis right now. Their form is a mystery to me. They just added Altex to the main lineup, replacing Zipix. The last Tier 1 CS Astralis has played was the RMR for Rio, which they struggled, or I, I apologize, the RMR for Paris. Astralis struggled in that. They struggled big time. But things are different. Things are always different when you even change one player. There's a honeymoon period. There's this, there's that. There's a lot of factors that go into whether a team will succeed or not after just adding one new player in. Uh, the last match, though, that Liquid had played against Astralis was a 2-0 uh, in ESL Pro League earlier this spring. So I do have confidence that Liquid should walk away with a win. They really should. This is a top 10 team. This is a, an elite roster. Everyone on this lineup has the form potential and the skill ceiling to reach high places now it's liquid <laughs> uh <laughs> just because they can reach high places does not mean they will but i think the potential's there and i think realistically speaking liquid should pull this match out but again the liquid factor always has to raise some eyebrows now beyond that uh whether win or lose against the strauss will be playing either Cloud9 or Greyhound. Um, and honestly, this is very favorable for us. Any potential match with Greyhound is, is a 
fantastic thing. Whether we meet them on a win or we meet them on a loss, I have no worries about Greyhound. We beat them handily in uh, Paris. And Greyhound is, unfortunately, a Australian team. And the Australian teams don't usually get that kind of practice against other Tier 1 opponents. So Greyhound is just not quite on that level. Um, now, now, Cloud9 is the bigger picture here. Cloud9 is the scary option. Cloud9, they're good. They have performed very well recently. The last major tournament they were in was in Pro League, as they didn't make Paris. But in Pro League, they made it to the finals. They, they went on a very good run. Unfortunately for them, FaZe beat them out in the end. But Cloud9's a phenomenal team. But also... Is the only T1 team that I honestly have a very strong vote of confidence for, Liquid. In the past year, Liquid has a 6-4 map scoreline on them. For some reason, it seems that we usually have their number. We can, we can outplay them. We can outperform them. Liquid plays very well against Cloud9. Now, on, on, on that same note, it's still Cloud9. It's still a team that is almost like Liquid in a sense, where consistency has seemed to be a problem in recent times. Are we going to see a nuts Cloud9? Are we going to see a very poor Cloud9? And those same questions apply to Liquid. Now, that, that is a potential matchup that we could see either in the loser's bracket or in the semifinals of the upper bracket. Um, and I, I would like to preferably actually go against Cloud9. I know a lot of teams like to see, or I, I know a lot of fans like to see their team go against the weaker opponent for an easier route. But I want Liquid tested. I don't want Liquid to sleepwalk into the playoffs with easy matchups. I want them to be tested ahead of time. So if when we do make the playoffs, we've gotten some of the kinks out of the system. We're ready. The mentality set. I want to be tested early. As every fan should be wanting for their team. Uh, beyond these two first matchups, Beyond Astralis, beyond Cloud9, Greyhound. We, we have four other teams in our group. We have Complexity. We have Evil Geniuses, which are the only other two. I apologize. Two of the only three or two of the four NA teams in this tournament. There is Nouns Esports in Group A, but we're not going to worry about that for now. Complexity and EG shouldn't even make us sweat. We shouldn't even think twice about a matchup against either of those opponents. It's complexity. It's EG. EG, I don't think I even need to start on. They just lost to a team that is HLTV ranked less than 200 in a best of three, mind you. And it wasn't a close loss. It was an embarrassing loss. The EG main team... As they do, they do have three teams, if we recall. Their main squad, which is the one in this tournament, is ranked lower than their secondary squad. EG is an embarrassment to North American Counter-Strike. I'm not sweating that one. If somehow the cookie crumbles and we end up facing them. Complexity, although they are cemented in very clearly the second best NA team, I don't think we should worry about them either. We beat them. We beat them very well in a very straightforward match in Paris. A 2-0 with one of those maps nearly being a 
Complexity isn't a thought that we should even be thinking about. Now, the other two teams are are FaZe and Entz. FaZe, big name. Lots of trophies, lots of achievements, strong lineup. One of the strongest lineups in Counter-Strike. They're in a bad spot right now. They're in very rocky form. They barely made the major. They barely made the legend stage from the challenger stage. They barely made the playoffs from the legend stage. This team is not one that is in their highest moment. They're not peaking. They're not even close to peaking. FaZe is in a struggling spot. And as one of the highest level teams in this tournament, I could very well see a world where Liquid absolutely take them down if we end up meeting. Now, Entz. Is it weird that Entz scares me more than FaZe or Cloud9? I don't know what it is, but Entz is the kind of team that Liquid loses games to. Entz is the kind of team that wins matches against Liquid when Liquid fans have already gotten hope. Entz is the kind of team that will win their Ecos against Liquid. And that's what scares me. Their map pool counters ours. They hard ban, insta ban Anubis. They play very well on Ancient, one of our worst maps right now. This is the kind of game that I could see Liquid easily choke an elimination match to if these two met in the lower bracket final. Or somehow met in the upper bracket final and we ended up getting the, uh, the two seed instead of the one seed. Entz is one of those teams that seems like it could easily have Liquid's number. Now, with all this being said, we, we've set the stage for our group. Let's set the stage for expectations here. There isn't not a world where we should do anything less than a semifinal appearance. We should absolutely be making the semifinals. And I will be completely disappointed and torn apart if we can't do that. The semis are the goal. The semis are the expectation, the anticipation. Anything less. I'm, and I'm furious with this team. The competition in this tournament is not at its highest form. The prestige is going to make some of the higher level teams like Heroic or G2 or FaZe, maybe not push as hard as another tournament. That's not how Liquid should be looking at this. They should be looking at this tournament and looking at a deep run. A semi-final appearance is at the worst that they should be doing. Ideally, a final appearance, and in my perfect world, of course, a victory in NA soil. Now, with that being said, even though I expect them to make the semis, I don't know what way they'll make it. They could entirely make it as the first seed into the playoffs and just get the automatic slot into the semis. Or they could be the second or third. It, honestly, with how Liquid plays in early starts and early parts of the tournament, Liquid could be a first, second, or third seed. It could be either one. Any one. I could entirely see them go on a run in the group B bracket to make it as the first seed. I could see them drop a game early to a Strauss or Cloud9 
end up with the third seed. I could see them lose into the upper bracket final against Enser Faze. Take the second seed. But with all that being said, it doesn't matter. Semifinals. Or just 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 go home, you know? It doesn't it don't even show up if you're not gonna make the semis. Don't show up if you're not gonna push for that. But yeah. I think that's the that's the best way we can really look at this tournament. The best way we can frame what Liquid's looking at here and what they should be able to perform and who they're going against and how they're going to handle this tournament. A lot of things here. A lot of things on the line. A lot of a lot of ways to feel about this. And uh, we'll see. I'll catch you guys at the end of the tournament where we discuss whether it's disappointment or elation. We'll discuss what happened at IEM Dallas. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I'll catch you next time.